what do you call it, New Year's midnight drops. What do you call it, New Year's midnight drops from buildings. Midnight snacks, but with Patricia. Okay. Oh, gee, willikers, yes. Well, I've got some Snoopy stuff. I'm, I really went, I've got the history of Snoopy. You wanted, um, let's see, from Tina in the Bunnies downtown. Let me see, way down at the bottom, I have <laughs> a list of all of the, the characters that he pretended he was. Oh. You know, he'd pretend that he was a grocer and he'd get dressed up in a grocer suit and uh -huh. a supermarket clerk and um, a Revolutionary War patriot. <laughs> and, and he was a punk beagle one time. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, and a gargoyle, he pretended. But when he... When he was pretending on his doghouse, he'd yep. hang over the roof and he'd make himself look like a vulture. <laughs> so cute. So we've got something way down at the bottom here. Way well, I, I think the more classic one is him fighting the Red Baron, you know. Oh, gosh, yes, yeah. in his sapless camel. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. There are a couple of quotes. Gee, I had, I had something here, just a, a clip from... One of the comics, and and I'll do that in a minute. But I have three paragraphs from Charles Schultz. Right. And he was talking about Snoopy, and he said, I remember my mother saying once that if we ever had another dog, Snoopy would be a good name for the dog, which is why Snoopy is called by that name. Oh. He was patterned a little bit after the dog we had when I was 13 or 14 years old, and his name was Spike. He was kind of a wild dog. <laughs> <laughs> One of Snoopy's brothers is called Spike. Mm -hmm. The second paragraph, Snoopy, when he started off, was just a cute little puppy and looked like a little bit like Spike. Then, as the years went by, he got up on his hind legs and began to do all sorts of strange things, including thinking, which I don't think any of the other dogs in comic strips had ever done up until then. <clears throat> and the third one is, I wonder, wh I wonder why Snoopy is willing most of the time to simply lie on top of his doghouse. Why doesn't he roll off? I remember a veterinarian telling me one time that when birds fall asleep sitting on a limb of a tree, their brain sends a message down to their claws telling the claws to stay clamped on the limb so the bird doesn't fall off oh. and land on his head. So I justify this by saying that perhaps the same is true with Snoopy's ears. <laughs> I think when he falls asleep, because he lies on the top of his doghouse, I think when he falls asleep, his ears clamp down on the top of the doghouse. <laughs> and that's how, that's how Snoopy got to stay up there. Well, let, me, let me see. That's Snoopy trivia. Snoopy the World War One flying ace. And... That's a vivid imagination. Oh, here we go. Okay. All right. Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown and Snoopy are together. And Charlie Brown says, listen to this. For your edification, I am reading from the book of Proverbs, 6th chapter, ninth verse. And Charlie opens the Bible and he shows it to Snoopy. Uh -huh. And he quotes, how long, you loafer, will you lie there? How long until you rise from your sleep? <laughs> And Snoopy takes the Bible and flips to a different page and then hands it back. And Charlie Brown reads, chapter 12, verse 10, a good man cares if his beast is hungry. <laughs> and in the next frame, Charlie Brown is in, getting, in the kitchen getting, getting Snoopy's dog food. Yep. 
and his line is, I forgot that he used to teach t- Sunday school at the Daisy Hill Puppy Farm. <laughs> and he did. That was one of his teachers. He was a teacher in the in the Daisy Hill Puppy Farm oh. Sunday school. That's in his background. Oh, man. So that's, that's from Snoopy. That's what you asked for. Yeah. And that's from Snoopy. That's perfect. Yeah. So I've got a, a, a really long list of really good stuff here. So maybe... Every once in a while, I'll just come back to it, and uh-huh. we'll do a little Drop him in. Snoopy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Snoopy is a good buddy. Yeah. really likes Snoopy. Yeah. He's a good puppy, except he doesn't know he's a dog, so we won't bother to tell him. Okay? <laughs> this is good. Let me see. What else do we have here for you? Oh, some numbers from Huffington Post. Yeah. Oh, we've got other stuff, too, and all international celebrations. All right, from Huffington Post. I love these numbers Mm -hmm. in Times Square. 60,000 good wishes at the Times Square Alliance. This is the group that puts together this great big globe and gets it ready for dropping. They they receive about 60,000 good wishes from people in a given year, and then the wishes, which are written on colorful scraps of paper rain down on the celebration when the ball drops. That's where the confetti comes oh. from. These are all from people. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Okay. And it totals about one ton of confetti. That's, That's a lot, a of, lot of wishes. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they recycle it. I mean, I really, I'm sincere about this. I don't want somebody to come through with the street sweeper type stuff and just toss it in the landfill. I really hope that they find a way to recycle it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. $3,200 is the cost per person to get a direct view of the ball, of the, of the drop, at the Marriott Marquis Ultimate New Year's Eve Times Square Party. Well, man, for $3,200, they'd better wipe my nose and to feed me strawberries covered in chocolate. And give me a bed. I don't want to be fighting and, to go home. And, yes. Yeah. Oh, my. Okay. Number of revelers who come to Times Square. And this is just in this little corner of the world in Times Square. One million people pack themselves in there. That's, okay. that's, the new and, ver- that's a different version of being a... Uh, a canned sardine, right? Oh, man, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. All right, resolutions. We've got, oh, I have this under resolutions. The average amount in an American pack-a-day smoker could save by quitting smoking this just this year, $2,400. And that's only a pack-a-day. Yeah. Uh, and there are an awful lot of people that smoke two and three packs yeah. out there. Um, let me see. Uh, the membership, the, the percentage of American women who are getting the recommended amount of daily exercise. This is the percentage. Right. How many do you think? What percent of women ten. are actually getting? 10%. 16. I would have gone with 10. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think 10% of the population in general probably is mm-hmm. not getting, yeah. No. Okay, 45% of Americans make resolutions. Probably 44.9% breaks. Break <laughs> All right, this one is scary. The average number of minutes 
uh, forget that. It says the number of minutes the average woman spends on Facebook every day. Now, I don't know how they've divided this up and what who they identify as an average woman, whether it's the entire group on Facebook and they, they consider them average. I don't consider them average, but oh, probably right, how many minutes? Probably a, a, a 120 minutes a day. Oh, my God, that's two hours. I know. I was horrified at 81. 81 minutes on Facebook. I don't know. It might be the new way to communicate, I guess. It is. It is. I mean, people are using that as exclusive contact now. I they guess. don't have people like you in their lives. I know. Well, I mean, I, my understanding that you know, they don't use, bother you email or different things. You know, they just say, hey. They get posted on Facebook. Um, if they're up on Facebook, you know that they've got email, so they spend, even if the lion's share of their communication goes with people on Facebook, but, they still do emails, well, and they still are out on the Internet. According to the, uh, what I've been hearing, the new, the younger generation, they don't, they don't, they they say their email is old-fashioned. They don't use it. Yes. They, they think it's... They Tweets and texts. Text, yeah. Text. Text. Texting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Forty-five percent make resolutions. Champagne. Now, <laughs> I, I want to find the person who came up with this number. According to a line on the Huffington Post, a bottle of champagne has forty-nine million bubbles. Tiny bubbles. Well, then how does somebody count 49 million bubbles? They do it really fast. They have to One, go two, three, four, fast. Five, they, look, they, got, they got a free frame the thing, Patricia, and roll it. I don't know how else you could do it. But, you know, think, think how difficult that would be when it foams. And you look inside the foam with all the little bubbles inside. Yep. If yep. you haven't opened it carefully and properly, it'll yep. just explode all over the place. I wonder if there's a computerized system. I don't mean like a CAT scan, although a CAT scan, you know the kinds of marvelous things yeah. that a CAT scan can do. <laughs> I wonder if there's a computerized system that will take, uh, as they do with blood work, they'll take a little segment of what's on a slide or in a... And generate it. In a sample. Yeah. And count it and then multiply it by a makes million. Sense. It makes sense. Wow. I don't know. Who would want to spend the time counting bubbles in a bottle of champagne? Uh, who's the big champagne maker in France? Uh, champagne? Don, Don well, Perignon. Maybe Don oh, Perignon. Okay. Yeah, Don Perignon using their advertising. Uh, we we are the better champagne because we have 49 million bubbles in our cup. And who's going to question it? I don't think you and I are going to have the time to decount them all. No. I got a bubble. Nope. Gone. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. How, how, uh, a 45 degree angle. You know what a 45 degree angle is? You bet. Okay. So the next time you open a bottle of champagne, that's the angle you're supposed to hold it at oh, before popping the cork. You think about it, you're right, because you, you never see them hold up and, up and down, it's always that angle. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 45 degrees is also the perfect temperature to serve champagne. Huh. Now, if, there's, if there is ever a caution 
about not pointing a champagne bottle at somebody under a normal amount of pressure. This is a normal cork. Yeah. You haven't shaken up the bottle and somebody hasn't gotten stupid. Yeah. The cork will pop at 50 miles an hour. That's amazing. Well, that's a lot of power. I'm just thinking, that could kill you. You know, a champagne, the same thing like wine, you know, you talk about a vintage of wine, so, you know, the wine kind of sort like really old bottles or whatever. Uh-huh. A, a sh- would champagne be the same thing? No, champagne does not have the staying life and the shelf life. I guess not, because you never hear about it, so. No. Yeah. No. Does not. Gotta drink it. I don't even know if it lasts more than a season. Uh-huh. Am I back out doing homework again? Uh, up to you. I'll Game make it. Shelf I'll, I'll make it optional. Champagne shelf life. Champagne. Um, what is the shelf life? There isn't any specific shelf life. It varies due to ingredients. Well, you know, we would do that. Give me an average. Give me, give me, give me. Somebody thinks it says is about two years in a cool, dark environment. Hmm. But who do they know? This is like, ask a question and the whole world can jump in with an answer. Uh-huh. Um, still tasty, shelf life of champagne, the whole truth. Hmm. Let's see. Chowhound. Does that sound like a reputable site? Oh, spirits. This is good. A gift site. Let me think. Mm-mm-mm. Like we mentioned about the shelf life of wine and champagne, different quality. If you're unsure how long you can hold, we hope our simple shelf life suggestions. All I want to know is how long it'll sit on the shelf before it'll poison you. Storage environment. That's fine. Losing carbonation. We know. Rule of thumb. Rule of thumb, most of the less expensive non-vintage champagnes and sparkling wine gifts should be consumed within the first few months of purchase. Now, I don't know. I didn't know we could have vintage champagne. Well, I guess you could have a vintage, a year of vintage grapes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a good quality of aging, instant gambling, speculation, Bomperion are examples of good quality candidates for aging. You can actually age a high quality champagne. I never knew that. Well, I hope I'm reading it right. Storing champagne can be like gambling or speculating. You win some and you lose some. Luxury Domperion gifts and gossip sparkling wine gifts are example of good quality candidates for aging. I'll take vanilla. No, 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 no. You want chocolate. Yeah, I'll have chocolate. Yeah. I'll have cho- chocolate. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can't, can, you can't age chocolate. No. It's an emergency. You have to eat it right away. That's right. Uh-huh. And we don't, we don't want any emergencies to get in our way here. Okay. Well, we've still got some questions for you. And I've got useless but fun stuff and the history of the White House Christmas ornament. I'll have to say that. One thing I, I did want to say, David Axelrod, who is President Obama's campaign right. advisor when That's he right. leaves 
Right. He leaves, I believe it's uh, January 1st. I, I believe last night was his last night. He may have even gone before then. Okay. Anyway, he, he left to go back into the private sector. He made a bet or a promise. Right. Uh, were you familiar with this, with the NLRC? No, I was going to tell you about uh, our president, uh, George H. Bush. I don't know if you heard that story. So, go ahead. No. No. Okay. Well, we, we have to do that one. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, David Axelrod has this mustache. And, I mean, you know, I'm, I've seen pictures of him at different times. And I keep thinking, you know, why doesn't your wife make you shave that thing <laughs> 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 I'm not particularly fond of mustaches. Uh -huh. Some people look really good in them. You know, like Clark Gable knew how to yep, wear one. Yep, but yep. most of the time. So, anyway, on... Uh, one of the TV shows, let me see, which one was it, Bob, MSNBC's Good Morning Joe, he made a promise that if they didn't raise, or they did raise, if they raised more than a million dollars for the Epilepsy Research Foundation that his wife and he are involved in, mm -hmm. he would shave off his mustache. And people like Donald Trump came forward, <laughs> Tom Hanks, George oh. Clooney. And they drove, they drove the contributions, the donations for this year's drive, way over a million dollars. And on MSNBC's Good Morning Joe, he sat there while they shaved his mustache. Perfect. His wife, I know, it, it said Axelrod admitted later that the upcoming shave had kept him awake most of the night. He said, I've been looking, I have been looking at this in the mirror for 40 years. And his wife, Susan, said she had never seen him without it. Mm -hmm. He had it when they met, he had it when they got married, and now he didn't have it anymore. And he really looked, oh gosh, he looked a whole lot better and younger. Wow. So, you know, they showed a before and after picture of him. But I thought that was really pretty cool, that somebody would put something that was so special really? to him. It was very personal and very special, and he put it on the line, and by golly, they topped a million dollars. There are people out there who wanted to see him shave, and he did. Perfect. He let them shave. On, uh, so I, th I thought that was just kind of fun Great that somebody used his name and something that was special to really benefit somebody. So tell me about George Bush. Hit, hit the, George uh, H.W. Bush. George, okay. H. George H. Bush. Hit the news today. You know, every, everybody knows he's in the hospital with a fever. Yeah. Uh -huh. and it, it's getting better. And what he did over the weekend, his wife Barbara thought it would be best that he can enjoy... Enjoy music from his favorite music group. Do you know how, you know who who it might be? His favorite music, music group. group. And so what she did, she got on the phone and called them, and they sang two songs for the president, and he was delighted. So, who do you think it might be? Hey, you know, I, the, the Mannheim Steamroller is the group that came to mind, but he's not a Mannheim Steamroller group. Who who did he choose? He loved the Oak Ridge Boys. <gasps> so, I should have known that. They yeah. are doing gospel. So they did, they, did, they did his favorite song, Elvira, first. Oh, my. And then, okay. And then Amazing Grace. So, Boy, do they have a sound. He's got great taste. Yeah, so Barbara arranged that for him on the phone. She got on the phone and got him to sing to same for him at the hospital. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When you want somebody like George Bush to sing for you, it's a <laughs> gift and an honor. 
that's really neat that they did that. Yeah, so that it, made the news. Very neat that she, yeah, you know, that was something that she put together. You know, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mm, I thought you might. Be, I wanted to make sure I packed that. That makes me smile. Yeah. 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 yeah that's good. Okay, so we got stuff. We got useless but fun. We've got quotes, and but they're Christmas. I'll put them away. Um, oh dear, we have so much Christmas stuff that we didn't get to. We can always, always do it. We can always sprinkle it throughout the year. We could do that. Mm -hmm. But maybe you would like to know before we go that in the little critter department, elephants have greeting ceremonies. They perform a greeting ceremony when a member of the group returns after a long time away. They remember, of course, members of their family. Oh. It's a, it really is a big family. But the welcoming animals turn in circles. You know, they, they kind of spin around like they do in the circus. I never knew and that. They, I did not know that was part of their normal routine. Okay, yeah. I did not know either. And they flap their ears and they trumpet, you know. Like they, and I mean, they're excited about having somebody come back after being gone for a while. Flap their but they ears? Actually, they flap their ears. They might be related to uh, Jimbo. Uh, yeah. The, Jimbo. Jimbo, the white oh. elephant. Oh, Dumbo. I'm sorry. Dumbo. Dumbo, yes, Dumbo, yes. Dumbo, I guess, was his mother. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jumbo was, was Jumbo. a little boy. Yeah. 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 Well, they have very large ears. Not quite as large as Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor little Dumbo. That was another heartbreaking story. Yeah. yeah. they sent Dumbo's mother away. Oh, dear. Just awful. Just awful. So, And, and one more from, mm -hmm. from the useless but fun. Mm -hmm. In medieval times, church bells were often consecrated to ward off evil spirits. But because thunderstorms were attributed to the work of demons, uh -huh. the bells would be rung in an attempt to stop the storms. Numerous bell ringers were therefore killed by lightning, which of course would reinforce the thought that yep. the storms were the work of the demons. Yep. I mean, it was self-perpetuating. Wow. My goodness, can you imagine? Wow. Okay, so we'll save... We'll save other stuff. So, what would you, what would you like? Do you want your questions, or do you want I, to save them? I, I would like okay? my question. Um, okay, good. Why don't we play a song? Cause I want to stretch for a quick minute. Okay. And so, why don't we just play a quick song? That way, those of us who need to run to a place quickly <laughs> can have that opportunity. Some of us do. Yes. Some so, of us did it while so, yeah. she was hung up on. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, I didn't have that. I didn't have that ability. So. I'm Some gonna, people know how to make best use of time. That's right. So I'm going to go do that. And okay. you, you can do that too. But we're going to play. Uh, so you, want, you want me to hang up? No, you want to just, hang, just hang in. Okay. Here we go, everybody. We'll be back. weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It doesn't show signs of stopping, and I brought some corn for popping. 
The lights are turned down low. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. When we finally kiss goodnight, how I'll hate going out in the storm. But if you really hold me tight, all the way home I'll be warm. The fire is slowly dying. And my dear, we're still goodbyin'. But as long as you love me so, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Leave us, prepare a few drinks. Well, I'll reek. Cause the weather outside really. But since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Mr. Haynes, if you'll render a ballad for well, us. All right. We'll join in the chorus. Cause the lights are way down low Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow When we finally kiss goodnight How I'll hate going out in the storm But if you really hold me tight All the way home I'll be warm The fire is slowly dying It's out And my dear, we're still goodbye Goodbye But as long as you love me so Let it snow Let it snow, let it snow
did say was to certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay in fields where they lay keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night that was so deep no everybody we are back merry christmas hi this is the last night you're going to be able to play christmas until july well i don't know that's in my rule book i was just going to say how silly of me to even think that <laughs> you can play christmas any darn time you want and I, you I, I i know my patricia play christmas music when she feels like it Oh, she plays it all year. Ah, uh, yeah. You think somebody's up? Yeah. I guess so. Hello there, you on here. Let's see if you can hear, um, if you can hear the fireworks. It sure sounds like it. Wait a minute, hang on, hang on. Let's see, wait a minute. Wait. Boy, I do hear it. Yeah, you can hear it. I sure can. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Happy New hey, Year. Happy too. Oh, my God. See? Uh, in the background, you can hear all the fireworks. Well, Happy so, New Year. It's only 11 o'clock, isn't it? Or is it, is it midnight? No, it's midnight. Wow, Ron. Yeah, it's... it's Hawaii is it's now officially 2013. Congratulations, you made it. We all made it. By golly, we made it. Boy, it's really smoky. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, in Hawaii, you can play firecrackers and some people play these illegal bombs, you know, to make them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Boy. Oh, my. How can you get illegal fireworks in Hawaii? Who would bring them into Hawaii? I don't know how to get. I don't know how they ship them, but somehow, and some of them, some of them make their own, you know, they build their own. Ooh. Mm. Oh my gosh, it's really smoky, you know, <laughs> and I'm in the house. Oh. oh my gosh. Wow. Gun smoke. That's not good. That's not good. But anyway, we are looking forward to an exciting 2.30. You bet. And we are too. Have a good one, and we'll talk to you Saturday. Thanks, Ron. Thank you, Ron. Bye. Thank you for being part of us. 
Jeez. Gun. Boom. I've never heard anything like that before. Like those fireworks? Mm-hmm. Coming down. Not, on, not <laughs> on, New, on New Year's. Not no. on the phone like that. Not calling Good. somebody, get, get, telling us, hear it, boom, boom, boom. Yes, right. Please please listen to the explosions. I might be able to call you next week. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, we are up to your questions. What would you like? I want them all. And let's start off with my stump Walden. And it's, well, a, it's a Daisy Hill puppy farm. Perfect. Next. <laughs> Honest to goodness, that's what I had. Oh. I really thought you were going to blow it. Well, you I'm trained me. I'm a good me. teacher. I'm you trained me. You trained me, Patricia. Well, I didn't train you, but I, I kind of walked through one word at a time. Uh -huh. Now it's indelible, and I'll never get to ask you that again because you're going to know it forever. You're going to you're gonna come back at every six months. I just know it. Yeah, but you're going to know it this time. Well, you never know. I'm getting up there. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Okay, which one would you like next? Uh, my baseball. Baseball question. All right. What did Babe Ruth do in 1922 that got him suspended for 39 days? Wow. Um, I think he got in a fight with his manager. Uh, Joe McCartney. I guess that was pretty routine stuff. No, he was suspended for 39 days after disregarding the order of Commissioner Kennesaw Mountain Landis, uh -huh. forbidding him from barnstorming between seasons. He was up in an airplane doing trick stuff. Well, that means actually doing exhibition baseball games around the country. That's what that means. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, gee whiz, I thought they were jumping up and down and yelling because cause barnstorming is what the the. Um, That's what they used to call it for the, the airplane. In the old time uh -huh. movies, you would see them wing walking. That's right. And. And flying through barns. That's right. That's and that's how it got the term got the term barnstorming. That's so right. he was out doing private on the circuit type stuff. Uh huh. He would. They were doing it for money. So he would. He would. Go, they would. Ha oh, you know. He would go. See. Oh yeah. Thank you for teaching me that. I thought, yeah, I we call barnstorming. That he did flying and he was you know doing stupid stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But that makes sense now. But no, barnstorming in baseball, and barn, you know, and then barnstorming in the uh, 1920s airplanes, you bet. Same term, oh. different usage. My goodness. Well, no wonder people have trouble with the language. Mm -hmm. I grew up here, and I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> well, that makes a whole lot of sense. Yep. Gee whiz, barnstorming. You know, I looked at this barnstorming. You know, did they even have a right to forbid him from going up in airplanes and making a dope out of himself? Oh, well, probably not. Yeah. But then I thought, well, you know, maybe they've got some kind of a financial a, interest in like it. Like a clause, yeah. didn't know about. Like a clause, you but bet. That's, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes sense. Well, anyway, in 1922, he got suspended for 39 days for doing that. Poor babe. Poor babe. Poor babe. You know, that's right. He he kind of played by his own rules. Yep. 
<laughs> While it's colorful to read about today, I'll bet it was not a fun thing for a lot of people, including his teammates. Well, he will go did not get along. They had sort of different ways of looking yeah. at things, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm if I if I had to guess, I would guess that a fair number of people didn't get along with Babe Ruth. You didn't hear about it, though, if they did. Um, you are know, the eating again? Uh-huh. Gee, liver me. What are you? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Santa didn't put in my stocking the candy that is in the bowl out here. And, uh-huh. it, and <laughs> it's root beer. It's root beer candy. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. And it, it's in the shape of a little barrel? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, um, I'm, I'm not surprised that there was friction between somebody. What was the source of the friction between Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth? His wife. Whose wife? Lou. The Babe's Ruth? The, wh- which one? Lou's wife. Lou's wife? Uh-huh. Ooh, not a good thing. That was one of the stories, but... Uh, but you know, the, you know who was the most and the roughest person to not get around, get along with, with Ty Cobb. He was the uh, pain, pain, the pain that people did not like. They didn't like playing with him. No way. Hmm. Boy, you know that that's hard. I know that they managed to pull it off and work as a team. And at times, people that some of the team members just hated being with each other. Right. But. They did it on, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, I do not know. I think that's one of the hazards of having team members treated as a commodity where they can be sold off and traded off. And you wind up with a combination of people who didn't develop together and they didn't cultivate the best in each other. And, you know, you've got to have that kind of friction, I guess, sometimes. It just seems like such a shame. Well... In some cases, it works. You know, some guys being friends. It depends on that mix. You know, that clubhouse yeah. mix. You never know. Yeah. And sometimes it just doesn't work. That's right. You gotta. You buy a person and a personality, not only a player who is good at a particular position that you're shopping for. So I wonder how much time and effort goes into not only screening their abilities, but screening whether or not they would work beautifully with the existing team. Well, I, I'm a big advocate in any organization that um, you can't put a price on family harmony. No. You know. But no. It, but it, how much care goes into looking at that kind of harmony and whether or not this person would create disharmony right. if they added him to the team? Right. Some some organizations. Yeah, some yes, some organizations do put a high value on that. Others try to get the get the best talent possible. Hmm. Well, quickest way to not get talent is to get somebody who's got a personality that doesn't match. That's true. Just you know, it's like the bean ball. You get to hate somebody and you want to hit them with a bean ball. What happens when you're on the same team? And it doesn't work. That's true. Oh, well. Okay, what do you want next? Now that I have finished musing. 
My presidential quote? Your presidential quote. I have two from the same person because ah. they were that good. All right. The first one is, it's no exaggeration to say that the undecided could go one way or another. That's a great line. And the second one is, I have opinions of my own, strong opinions, but I don't always agree with them. That's telling Patricia to me. No. <laughs> well, um, this is, yeah, I mean, he's got strong opinions, but he doesn't always agree with himself. Who, oh. who said those two? That's a great line. Both of them are. No, exactly. Do I go for the safe answer, or do I do I go what I think it might be right? I'll give you both. Well, let's go with Teddy Roosevelt. That's what I think it might be. And the safe answer lately has been Jimmy Carter. <laughs> the safe answer was Jimmy Carter. <laughs> well, it's not either one. Oh, right. It's George H. Bush. No kidding. The senior Bush, oh, yes. Oh, well. You know, oh, he came out with some really strange stuff. He yeah. was such a bright man. Oh, what was it? What was his famous? Uh, he, he, I don't care if I'm president. I'm not going to eat broccoli. I'm not going to eat broccoli. Yeah. That one was at the top of the list mm -hmm. today. I've eaten broccoli since I was a kid. My mother ate me eat broccoli. I'm president. I'm not going to eat broccoli. broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it so beautifully. Yeah. It was so articulate. But anyway, that, bless his heart, was from George the Senior. Wow, great one. Uh-huh. Great one. Okay, that means you've got two left. You've got your brain teaser and your presidential question. Brain teaser. Your brain teaser. Okay, this is kind of a puzzle. I have it, but I can't share it because if I share it, I won't have it anymore. And I'll let somebody call in and help you with that. Okay. This is good. You get credit if somebody else knows the answer. Yeah. How can you lose? Well, my answer would be right off the bat, if myself. No, you can share yourself and, you, yeah. and you'll still have you. Yeah. I have it, but I can't share it because if I share it, I won't have it anymore. Huh. 714-545-2071. Anyone out there, please help this young man get through this question. And especially if you haven't called us before, please call in and wish us a Happy New Year. We can do the same and give you a CD of radio shows just because you called to say hey. Mm. Somebody help poor Walden. I don't know, Patricia. A secret. Ah. Uh... 
I have a secret, but I can't share it because if I share it with you, I won't have a secret anymore. That is so good. You like that one? I very good. Okay, you can pull that one on your mom mm -hmm. and see what she said. Nope, no, I don't want to have you entertain my mom and dad with this stuff. <laughs> I have to put. Okay, I yeah. will have to go through each night and pull these out. Mm -hmm. And you'll recognize which ones you got. I know. Yeah. I want to okay. just I want to just say, this is what I do all evening try to figure out Patricia. <laughs> you try to figure out Patricia, you'll never figure her out. That's right. So you've got one left. Let's do it. Your presidential question. This one is good. I didn't know this. Only one president started out wanting to be a doctor and attended medical school. Who was it? Oh. Hmm. I don't think I know. Um... Let's say William McKinley. No, it was William Henry Harrison. Wow. He entered Pennsylvania Medical School, mm -hmm. but he had to drop out when he could no longer afford it, and he went into the Army instead. Wow. And he was the only one to attend medical school or to want to even be a doctor. So I thought that was pretty cool. I just Very good. Very I good. I did not know that. Boy, we have stretched education among our presidents from one end of the yardstick to the other. That's true. That is so true. And what is so interesting, and something that we recognized a long time ago, is that education was not a pivotal factor for a successful presidency or success in, in gaining the White House. What do you and think makes a great per What do you think makes a great president? Common sense. Mm -hmm. I really believe common sense because a person with common sense understands the value of learning from other people. I think, I, the, I think also the ability of working with other people helps too. Yes. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I oh gosh, yes. I should have thought of that myself, but yeah. you're right. Yeah. And there are a lot of qualities and characteristics that help make a president a good president. But those two, yeah, you're mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Getting along with people, which means being able to negotiate right. and give and take and understand where the other person, I mean, a true empathetic situation where you understand might The interview next. That your next beat, though. I know. And, oh and man! Stuff like that there. So we're going to have Dina Martin, mm -hmm. Dean Martin's daughter, spend some time with us next week. Mm, that should be nice. We have for an hour, and so we'll see what we got. I think we'll be good. I think 
will be good. How long uh, did she say she would be able to stay with they, us? They, 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 well, they asked how long do I want, and I said at least an hour. So, in case she'll be calling us, I think we'll talk to her privately before we put her on the air. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. I would say well, plan we never have now. a problem filling up an hour, do we? No. Uh-uh. I wonder why. <sighs> because Patricia never shuts up. No. No. I think it's because we're very curious people. And I mean, we care. Yeah. I mean, it, we really care. Yeah. I mean, who else yeah. would be looking up hot foot Sundays, pizzas, <laughs> pickles? Oh, my God. 9,000-pound pizzas <laughs> that people actually ate. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I mean, really, it was nauseating to watch them passing this stuff out. <laughs> and people were eager to get it. They, they re- it, it was like carnival. They couldn't wait to get I wonder if they brought it home. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, hi, hi. Get that never-ending pizza. Yeah. Come and get it. Right. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, you're right. I wonder if they sold it on eBay. Yeah, by the slice. We'll bake it and shake it and send it to you. Yep. Part of the world's largest. You really have to seal it up well. Yeah. Oh, yuck. I mean, no matter how you look at it, it's a yuck. However you slice it, it's still the same. It's still yucky. Yeah. Yes, it was yucky. To... Oh, my gosh, concrete rakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Well, I am finished. All uh, right. Oh, gosh, I, I, didn't, I didn't get to, well, I'll, I can do that next week. Holiday tipping from Emily Post. Oh, well, then I have to give you just a couple. Can well, we, can, I'm, I'm are, are fine. You, I can go all day. Are my, you okay? I can go all day. I mean, some of these. Let me see. Holiday tipping. Now, this is etiquette from Emily Post. Mm-hmm. Tipping for the people you cannot do without in your life. Right. And you have to do it according to what you can afford. Yeah. These are the people who probably should be recognized with a Christmas gift. An au pair or a live-in nanny. Oh. And the, suggest- and the suggested amount of or a gift is one week's pay. Okay. A regular babysitter gets one evening of pay. That's a lot of money. Uh-huh. They- these are- some of these are just token gifts. Daycare provider. Anywhere from $25 to $70 for each staff member. Okay. Live-in help, such as a nanny, a cook, a butler, or a housekeeper. Up to one one week to one month of pay, plus a gift from you. Plus a gift. <laughs> well, then where are, I mean... I guess they must think, Patricia, if you, if you can afford a nanny... Or a butler, you got uh-huh. some discretionary income. I mean, a month's pay. Wowzers. And these, I mean, these people, well, you know, they live in, so that's part of the compensation. Mm-hmm. So maybe the a month's pay in cash is not as huge as it originally looked. Yep. No. Because part of, part of their compensation is the benefit of, right. of living. They, they get room and board. Exactly, exactly. You said it. I couldn't find it. <laughs> okay, a private nurse gets a thoughtful gift, as does a home health 
employee, housekeeper, cleaner, up to one week in pay, and or a small gift, uh-huh. nursing home employees, gift that can be shared by the um, by the staff, okay. and a barber. You know, I mean, this is a very personal service, and they're suggesting a, the a, a cash gift, the cost of a haircut. And I would have thought for something like that, it would have been higher based on what I'm looking at for the rest of the list here. Beauty salon, cost of one salon visit, divided for each staff member. Hmm. Hmm. Boy, you know, you you better start treating those people a little bit better because, my goodness, one miss chopped (laughs) on your haircut. Personal trainer, cost of one session, same for massage therapist. My mom gave pet groomer. My mm-hmm. mom gave Dixie, my my uh, gal who cut my hair for the last thirty plus years. She got cookies this year, homemade cookies. So hopefully that was enough. And of course it is enough. I mean, I'm looking at these. Who has a who has a pool cleaner? Well, a lot of people have a pool. Cleaner. Yeah. Um, personal caregiver, whatever that is. What is a personal caregiver? Um, We've got the, the nanny and the... Well, I get, I, I get that the people who are elderly and they have somebody that's there to, uh, you know, to cook, to clean, to show a personal caregiver. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. All right. And it just... I'm, of course that's correct. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Garage attendance, 10 to $30 <laughs> or a small gift. Okay. A small gift or a small gift. I mean, I don't know what a small gift is when you're going to pop $30 for a garage attendant. I don't know. Same for, all right, this one's good. Walden, I swear we're in the wrong business. Garage attendant, 30 bucks for a pop for Christmas, and you get this from everybody? I mean, really, garage attendant has a lot of parking spaces. So 300, so 300 times 30 bucks. Nine grand he made this week, this Christmas week. Wow, Christmas. And the newspaper delivery person, 10 to $30. How many, how many, well, I don't know, how, how many customers does a newspaper delivery person have? I don't know. Now it's changed because my, I was talking about this with my brother a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He said there's really no newspaper boys anymore. It's, it's just some guy in a car he's driving, in driving a around. Car. Driving around exactly. talking paper. <laughs> exactly. When they talk, I, and they throw it. Yeah. It's, it's not, you know, like when, when I had the paper delivered here. Right. Instead of using my head and going online, <laughs> they would run around the back of the building. I could hear the car in the parking lot. They'd run around the back of the building and fling it over the railing from downstairs. Oh, wow. And occasionally it would hit the railing. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. <laughs> Yeah, what? I never gave a gift of $30. (laughs) You must trust me on this. They never got a gift of $30. And this is confession time. Can I tell you a confession? Yes, my dear. This is just between you and me. Yeah. Now that the entire world is listening. Yeah. I stopped giving gifts to newspaper delivery people when they started putting pre-addressed envelopes <laughs> for a gift in with the newspapers. I'm serious. I'm serious. Pre-addressed envelopes. Uh, 
So it didn't work. my convenience. That go, that go, that go under the definition class and culture, right? Here's my envelope to sticking your gift. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I had one of these little pre-printed cards that said, "Thank you from your mail carrier." Here's my envelope. <laughs> I'm serious, and some of them even had a had a a, a message in there uh, for your convenience type message. You uh, all donations are tax deductible. <sighs> Dear me. Okay. You know, I know, and you know they it was it was not even tax deductible. I it was know. not even taxed on I their know. end. Okay. Superintendent. I don't know what a superintendent is. That, I oh, think, that might be on the golf course. I, I think that talked to the guy who runs your, if you were living in an apartment building in New York, I think that's uh-huh. run by a superintendent. All right. 20 to $80. The doorman gets 15 to $80. Must be and nice. if it's multiple, if it's multiple doormen, $15 or more for each of them. <laughs> the... The elevator operator gets fifteen to forty dollars. I mean, is there such a thing as an elevator operator anymore? There must be. I mean, this I, is a current list. You know, pushing buttons. I I can we just I can we just give peop- Christmas gifts to my friends and people I love. I don't necessarily. No, I don't I know. necessarily. Well, hey Martha, let's get out the list. I say, don't forget show it the jar, man. I mean. Uh-huh. Yeah. Alright. Trash collectors, thirty bucks. The garden worker, fifty bucks. Oops. These are token gifts you're gonna be, in hard times. You're gonna, all right, let me see. You're gonna be broke for Christmas. Hmm? You're gonna be broke for Christmas. You had all these I know. people. Yeah. I know. Alright, the, the, these are the, the instructions that went along with this list. Mm-hmm. The table below contains our recommendations for holiday thanking or tipping. These are not rules. Remember that averages and ranges can vary based on the type of establishment, regional customs, and your own budget. You never have to give cash as a gift, except in a few cases, <laughs> such as when your child may give a gift to a babysitter in addition to your tip or thank you. In addition to your tip or thank you, Mm -hmm. we understand that some people aren't comfortable picking out gifts for those they don't know, so there are cash amounts listed below, and they are suggestions only. The suggestion for $70 for a daycare provider, $70 for each staff member at the daycare center, and... This is in addition, and a small gift from your children. If $70 comes out of your pocket to each staff member, what constitutes a small <laughs> gift from your children? I mean, seriously, that's a serious question. What do you think constitutes a small gift? 25 bucks? I mean, they're talking about a $25 gift as a token. Well, just think, Patricia, if there's seven members there on staff, there's 490 bucks. So who gets the gift? Each one of them. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, I see. So you're talking seven gifts? Mm Mm-hmm. There is no such thing as a community gift from a child. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're you're writing out checks for 70 bucks and your kid does not come in with a plate of cookies. (laughs) You know? I mean, Girl Scout cookies do not make it when you're in this kind of a place. Wow. 
I mean, really, wow. So how do you know? the people who how do we how how do they sit down and make this list up? Hey, this is Emily Post time. They're probably his her staff. Let's kick around some ideas. How, what, what, what should be on the list? I mean, how do they how do they come up with it? I believe that this is a carryover. This is just a belief. It's a carryover from the like the forties and fifties yeah. and sixties yeah. when when people. And then they just increased it based on inflation and salaries and the social things that go on around us. Well, I think somebody carved it in concrete in, in the 40s and 50s. They must have some people on this list who are definitely well off who have a kind of discretionary <laughs> <noticed> income. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I just know it's not you and I, Patricia. Okay, I'm pretty sure of that. It's, uh, no, it's not us. Not us. Nuh-uh. No, it's not us. Nuh-uh. Oh, goodness gracious. A cash or a gift for each staff member who works with your children. Can you imagine the doorman at a big old department, uh, uh, one of those New York swanky department store, yeah. uh, apartment? He might be uh-huh. walking out with a couple bucks. I mean, he, he, he's saving for retirement, <laughs> and this is tax-free stuff for me. <laughs> I'm saying tax-free because the government asks, uh, and you're, Tip income is, and really, I mean, somebody's going to put down $9,000 of tips? I don't think so. You know, if they list uh, an occupation as a doorman, I would guess they probably put down 500 or or 1000 but, wow. Multiple doormen, $15 each. Otherwise, if it's a single person, 15 to $80. 80 bucks for opening a door? Um, I don't know. I'm telling you, Walden, we are in the wrong business. I want to be an elevator operator. <laughs> Not only do you get a salary, but you get 15 to $40 for each resident you haul upstairs. So if you're, in a big, if you're in a big building, you know, with Poshy Apartments. Yep. That's a lot of people. I realize not every one of sure. them is going to give you $80, and maybe some of them won't even give you a gift. They will also wait <laughs> for a very long time for the elevator to arrive. you know what movie star slash radio personality slash senior, senior uh, one of her early day jobs in her life was a el- elevator was operator? Operator. I would go with Joe Stafford. You're, you're pretty close. It was Dorothy Lamore. Gee whiz. She, she started at a department store in Chicago. That's where she was discovered, wasn't yep. it? Yep. Running the elevator. Another one with uh, Schwab's uh-huh. drugstore type story. Yep. Like Lana Turner, Turner in the drugstore. Uh-huh. Yep. Another Schwab's story. Yep. Well... I tell you, I don't want to be a doorman because it's cold outside and you have to stand outside and get burr, all dressed up in burr, uniform and be cold. Yeah. But a, an elevator operator, you have to wear a uniform, but mm-hmm. still, hey, that's okay. I don't mind going up and down. Elevators are fine. And you get to say hello to a lot of people. Yeah. And you 
don't get overly friendly and you know exactly what to say. And you don't say stuff like, wow, you got a haircut. Well, you, <laughs> you don't see. say things like that. And you, you, you need to say first floor, going up. What, That's but, right. Yeah, well, yeah. If you're in a posh building, uh -huh. and clearly if you have an elevator operator who gets 40 bucks for Christmas, your, uh, it, it, your responsibility is to know these people and know which floor they live on. I would assume so. And not even bother to have to ask them. So, you, you know, it's a, it's a lot of brain stuff. Mm -hmm. And you hope that it's a three-story building, <laughs> <laughs> it's a 30-story tower. Gee whiz. Penthouse, I would remember. Sure. Yeah, because you don't have an awful lot of penthouses. And, you know, they've got four and five floors of penthouses now. How do they do that? Penthouse is supposed to be the crowning glory of a building. I never but thought about it, but you're right. Okay. Um, well, you know, I think the way it's been... They gone back to um, downtown, like you know the uh, like in Nebraska and things, and I think the other areas where people moved out and sort of the old buildings downtown are vacant, and they gone back in and converted those office buildings into condos and things for people. Into condos, And that yes. way, that way they're that way they're near the the hub and things like uh -huh. that. Uh huh. Yep. Downtown is becoming the place to live. Yep. You're so we had one that it was, let me see, it was the Bradford building. It, it was the person who lived near Thomas Edison uh -huh. and was a great benefactor in this area. He had made his fortune in oil. And it might have been American, a Standard Oil. I, I believe it was Standard Oil. Okay. He was one of the, the really big guys yep. in Standard Oil. And yep. I mean, they made a fortune. Oh, this yeah. was a very well-off family and a great benefactor in the area. She had a building, uh, an office building built in downtown Fort Myers that was called the Bradford Building. Her son was named Bradford. That was his name. Okay. And he died very early, very young. And she built the office complex or office building in his honor. And they originally had apartments upstairs, but it was converted and exclusively into uh, an office building. Mm -hmm. And when the downtowns, uh, this was no different from any place else in America, when the downtowns started deteriorating because the malls came in and pulled the little shop owners, they yep. were no longer able to compete and they all went to the malls or they went out of business and they converted this entire building into apartments and some of them went from tiny studio apartments to fairly large two and three bedroom apartments and the prices that they got for these things and still do, they had a waiting list getting into this building. Wow. And it was one of the early, early buildings built in the 1920s. Right. But it was so fabulous on the inside. They had brick walls on the inside. Mm -hmm. Brick walls, like you were up against a fireplace, sure. uh, you know, the, the backside of a fireplace. Sure. And walls inside were made of brick. Just wow. fabulous. And the, the, the downstairs areas now have a lot of professional buildings, not necessarily retail, but they wow. have professional, uh, professional offices down there. And the inside is also with brick walls. 
wow, it's so cool to be inside this building. Wow. It's really great stuff. But you're right, that's where the people are moving back into the downtown. Sure. And as as in Nebraska, they're refurbishing these old buildings, and they're so well built. Yeah. These are these are not junky buildings no. that were put up plasterboard and, and chewing gum. Sure. These are really buildings with character on top of it. Oh, yeah. So it makes them very desirable. But the prices, wow. Phew. Money, 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 so, money, money. Oh, and they, they don't have doormen, but they do have elevator operators in some of these mm. old buildings. Not sure. this one in particular, but some of the old buildings that are turned into high-end apartments. Phew. Wow. Phew. I, I tell you, I want to be a doorman. <laughs> no, 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 not the doorman. I want to be the elevator operator. That way you can stay nice and warm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the inside. Mm-hmm. I want to be inside. What would you like to be? You'd be a great doorman. Mm-hmm. And you'd know who was there. Mm-hmm. You're very sensitive to voices and sounds. Yeah. Yep. So, right. yeah, you, you would just be so cool. We can't uh, make you a mail carrier. Oh, no. I would have my dog. Read it. Snip out, <laughs> snip out which read it, your Wolfie. dog's need addresses, yeah. which read apartment. Yeah, Wolfie, where are we going? Woof, woof. I don't know. Yes, yeah. apartment, he would have a really hard time with apartment or or yeah. um, condo, 1120. <laughs> Barking 1120 would be rough. That would be rough. No, I, I think... Uh, besides, you only get a small gift oh. as a mail carrier. <laughs> uh, you don't want there, and and it's not even a cash gift. It's a small, and it's according to the postal service regulations. So you have to check the list there. Nah, you don't want to be a mail carrier. You want one of these biggies. Let me see. See, you know, a doorman can get up to eighty dollars gratuity. Oh, and you don't want to work in the yard. It's cold out there. How about the garage attendant? They make them pretty good money. Oh, the, the garage attendant, yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? Drive? You have to be able to drive into <laughs> parking spaces, Walden. You know, and not hit the wall on your way to the fourth level. Well, be my restriction would be everything would be bumper cars. That way, if I hit into some wall, it won't damage yeah. the car. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and they, and they only get 10 to $30 or a small gift. <laughs> So, I mean, that's no good. That's no good. Let me see what else we got here. Of course, you know, you could be one of the daycare people. Yeah. yeah. Well, up to 70 bucks for a kid. I wonder if it's 70 bucks per kid. Probably is. You know, if you had two or three people and uh, two or three children in the daycare center, mm-hmm. how many? Well, it would be for each each person. Yeah. On top of it. Wow. Bing, 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 bing. Wow. And a nursing home employee gets a gift, but not cash. No. So you you don't wanna you don't wanna do that. Well I thought somebody poisoned Yeah, they gotta share it. Somebody That's people right. gotta share their communal gift. Oh. That's right. That's right. So I don't know, superintendent, you're good at <laughs> getting people to work. <laughs> They're very good at organizing other people's work, so this you might you might make a good superintendent. 
Um, and they're up to, oh, dear me, 20 to $80 or a gift. <laughs> nah, nah. Uh, you know, an elevator operator gets cash. A doorman gets cash. Okay. The doorman makes more money than an elevator operator. Well, you got to so, stand out in the cold. And, and you don't want to be a handyman or a trash collector. Trash collector, they don't get very much. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. The doorman gets one of the highest gratuities. Can you imagine... Uh, here is, if you're sitting down with your kids. All right, what do you want to be? And I don't know, Mom. Let me get out the list and explain to you the facts of life. <laughs> we want to send you to doorman school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, that's good. That's good. All right. Well, we have, um, and a package deliverer. Yeah. We can teach you how to deliver packages. <laughs> right. Yep. Oh, no, no. Um. So a small gift. Here we go. Now we know what a small gift is. Oh. A package deliverer. I don't even know if there's such a word as a deliverer. But the package, well, you can't say package man. We used to say no. package man, mm-hmm. which I, you know how I feel about yeah. this extraordinary attempt to be non-sexist. I know. I go with the old English that says if you don't know the gender, you use male. That's right. So anyway, a small gift is in the $20 range. You know, when a token gift is $20, ah, it's out of my league. Yep. I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna be able to live in one of these buildings. I know, I know. Good grief! You know, my entire monthly income we're gonna have would to go to outflow. We're gonna have to subsidize you when you live in one of these places. I know, I know. Yeah. You're also going to have to pay for the place. That's true. Oh, my man. goodness, my goodness. Okay, no, I think doorman. A doorman gets, it looks like maybe the highest amount. Um, unless some of these people, when they say a week's yep. pay, unless, you know, and those are people who also get gratuities. and sure. I say gratuities, part of their... They're, um, you know, it's room and board. They get a room right. and meals. So a week's pay wouldn't be very much. But a doorman gets up to 80 bucks a pop. So if you got 100 people in that building, you know, 100 <laughs> residences, which is not, uh, it, it Eight certainly grand. is reasonable. Eight grand. Not a bad deal. No. Phew. No. And then you let everybody know when your birthday is. It's my birthday coming next week. <laughs> I'm going to be X number of years. Bing, bing, bing. I'm so excited. My family is going to be visiting for my birthday uh, next week. My birthday. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, you're an operator. You could do this mm-hmm, easily. Mm-hmm. Well, now that we've got you figured out, you know, if you go bust as a radio personality, you could be a superintendent yep. or a yep. doorman. So I think a doorman probably, while there's a lot of physical activity, I think a doorman is probably the lesser of the two stress Areas. I think a doorman would give you some think time in between. Sure. This would be good. Yeah. Hello there. How are you doing? We're fine. How are you? Pretty good. <clears throat> this is um, 
Armchair Cowboy. Hello, Paul. Oh, hi, Paul. Hi. Um, I just, I'm going to get a few of these little things out of the way that I forgot. Yeah. Or one thing I forgot, and then the, there's a few other things. Um, when I mentioned um, putting that old seat cover behind the cannon, and I was then telling you what happened after it went off, I forgot right. to mention that it drug that all the way to the front and put a, a, um, a round dent in the in the middle and then oh, a little more um, marking it a bit creased around the round, around dent. Oh, shit. You know, in the yeah. front of the cab. Sure. So I got to see my stupidity there every, <laughs> every day that I looked in there. <laughs> oh, dear. Now, you guys uh, were talking about animals a while back, uh, an elephant, I believe. Yeah. Okay, so then it reminded me of a program that I watched, um, and they were showing how elephants mourn the death of their loved ones, the, you know, the ones that are in their group, and they end up holding a vigil around the body for quite some time. And, and then even, oh, I, I would imagine, maybe even years later, um, when there's only bones left, they still know uh, whose bones they are, and they and when they come up to them, they, they touch them and caress them and, and hang around the bones even, you know, with their with their trunks they're, wow. and caressing them. Wow. And, uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Another thing. It's a good thing I wrote this stuff down there. I wouldn't remember it. <laughs> And they also have a gland on each side of their heads, you know, like somewhere up near their eyes and ears. Right. That weeps significantly when when they're emotional, and 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 they're weeping when they're around mourning their dead ones. Wow. Interesting, huh? You bet. Very touching to watch. I've seen documentaries and movies of animals. Uh, People go out, I say people, scientists are out studying animals, and I have seen on those films what you are describing, and it, it's just heartbreaking because they really are in mourning. Right. And they visit, you're right, they visit what would be comparable to our graves. When they pass through, they stop by and they, they pay great attention and great reverence to the animals that have died. You guys, I saw a movie uh, last night or the night before, I think the night before, that um, I think it's called Thieves Like Us. It's a fairly old movie, only because I I recognize one of the characters used to be, um, uh, Rock Hudson used to be a police chief, and uh, this on TV, um, uh, his wife, I think, was something like Mary St. James or something like that. And uh, this other guy was a guy under him uh, uh, who, who maybe was like an assistant in his office or something. Curly hair, quite distinctive face. But anyway, the, this movie, uh, Thieves Like Us, um, these guys were bank robbers. And in this movie, which really struck me is they were playing old-time radio left and right throughout the movie. They just, you know, they, they really made a point to show 
how much of it, it was in their daily lives. If they're if they're oh. out in the car waiting, you know, when the, the driver's waiting to pick these guys up, he's listening to old time radio. And uh, when they're at a house, they're listening to old time radio. And um, and they they showed uh, quite a variety of the shows that they had playing. And so I thought, I think that's the first for me where I've seen it pointed out so much. Wow. Okay. Wow. So, and maybe you can uh, catch that sometime. You bet. I think I watched it on, oh yeah, it was one of those old, one of those stations that I was telling you about before that played some old stuff. Sure. So it, was, it was like a MeTV or, or something like that. Right. So I, I've been hearing you guys talk about a variety of uh, different things. Are were you developing questions <laughs> that you may be asking, or at least earlier? Or? What? Right. Oh, I give Walden a set of questions every week. He gets five questions every week. And when we get to the brain teaser, last week I said, or actually I guess two weeks in a row, I said if there's anybody out there who can help Walden when he's stuck on his brain teaser, I would give him credit for that. Is that the one that you're asking about? Well, when you guys were doing that, yes. That was the more important mm-hmm. one, right? Yep. Every week I give Walden five questions. Right. Uh, when you, I heard you say that though, but I wasn't able to to be able to give him help. That was uh, one of the questions on it. What president asked something or thought something or said something? Uh huh. Yes, the presidential quote is one of his questions. Yeah, and I'm not real strong on the presidents. Well, those those Walden has to get by himself. But if he has trouble on the brain teaser, that's when he is allowed to ask people. Um, if they want to call in, but he 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 gets a fair amount of time with that before we reach out for help on that. Yeah, I was listening to some dead air for a while. I thought, okay, thinking then, and then finally I heard you guys talk again. What did you did he get it? I don't remember. No, he didn't. Yeah, no, yeah, that one I I stuck him that. on that one. No. Try Patricia. I tried thanks. very hard. To stump him, and boy, he's good on all of these. Patricia thinks I should wear a bell around my neck. That way, when I'm thinking, I could throw in the bell. But you know. Yeah, because you know the dead air. Uh huh. Let people know that we're still on the air, but he's thinking. So I think he should tap on the desk or, or tinkle a little bell or something that makes noise. Tap his fingers on the mic. Mm-hmm. Are, you, sure. are you guys sure. on telephones? I am. Walden is on Skype. I'm on a computer, and I call Patricia on a computer. Okay, so do you wear a headset, or...? I do. Uh-huh. And I do. Yeah, make it clear. Okay. Oh, that was interesting hearing how why... Uh, what's his name? Ron. Ron. Our, our yeah. family from Hawaii, yeah. Yeah, and uh, all the smoke. I know what that's like on the 4th of July. It's insane in my uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yes, some people who set off cannons can create that kind of a, a mess, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We mm-hmm. haven't picked that much. <laughs> I prefer it when, uh, when we go out to our friends in the country, then I can have a choice just to get on one side or the other, and the town... 
smoke doesn't affect until, you know, we drive back into town. So, yeah, because I have asthma and I just, I don't want to be breathing all that stuff hanging out in a neighborhood. It's really that intense. So, yeah. you used to be a nurse, Patricia, right? Correct. Uh, what do you do now? I'm a writer. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're a writer. So, do you have books published or? Nope. I am. No, I I used to do um, exclusively magazine article writing, but now um, I am more involved in marketing and public relations and research for other people. Oh, well, that's quite a variety. <laughs> You're right. You're right. It, and and I, I heard you say the research for other public, people, which is fascinating yes. in itself. But what was the other one? Public relations writing. Public relations. So mm -hmm. do you have a, just like several companies that you do this for? Or? I'm freelance, yes. I'm freelance, so I typically work for a variety of people. So I you do work. Uh, call up companies and sell yourself to when you're looking for work. No, they call me. They call you. They they know you that well. They they know me. Sure. How how did that come to be? How did you make that <laughs> switch from working as a nurse, which had its own level of training that you had to do before that, uh -huh. to becoming a writer? Well, writing is what I always wanted to do, and I had an opportunity to give it a try, and it worked, and I had enough success with that after a couple of years that I thought, well, I can make a living at this, and that's how I got there. Wow. So you do it at home then, huh? I am. Yeah. One of the nice things, I don't have to wear shoes when I go to work. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Yeah, Great. it is, you know, because I'm, I'm not particularly fond of shoes, so that's that's really good. So, Well, I don't know why you are up at this hour, and at this point, I'm not sure I understand why we're up at this hour. So, <laughs> so, this because I've been doing it for 13 years. Uh-huh, yeah, well, Remember, we do this on our... I, I, I was too sleepy to to stay up apparently when she first woke me at like 4.30 or so to start getting ready to go to a party and uh, I fell asleep and she didn't do her normal, you know, making sure that I'm getting up like yeah. several times yeah. and she just went and was expecting my call and I it didn't happen, so I, I woke up at like 11.30, I think. Uh, well, I woke up at 11. And um, not worth me trying to rush just to go there. Yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes it's kindness when, when you're able to sleep. Sometimes it's a kindness just to, it is for me, just leave me alone and I feel better because I wouldn't be sleeping if I didn't need the sleep. So it's well, a it's a kind of my wife generally views me when I'm sleeping. She will typically will not get me out to go like, mm -hmm. um, out there mm -hmm. uh, because I don't sleep really good regularly. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, you've got a leg up on us, and we were just winding down um, when you gave us a call, and it's nice to finish up an evening with a phone call. So I uh, thank you for calling. You're welcome. So this is it. You guys are now leaving, right? Yep. We are, yeah, we're usually out by 5 o'clock, uh, my time, but it's 6 o'clock now, and we just kind of ran a little bit late tonight, so we are still here. Well, I'm and we're, that, we're just uh, that I spent a good part of it with you guys. We are too. Well, thank you so much, and I hope you have a good day tomorrow. Have a kind and gentle you day. Too. You night. too. Oh, okay. Good night. Good night, Paul. Good night, Paul. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So. Should we go? You've answered your questions. I have gone through the normal tipping. Oh, I do have an email from... Ed, hold on, who has something about tipping. Okay. Ed is somebody who listens, but we need a phone call from him. Oh, somebody wants to talk to us. My goodness gracious. Still not up for a phone call. Hey there. How you doing? Greenberg, just calling to wish you both a most happy new year before you sign off for the morning. My goodness, Rich, are you still at the office? Well, I just got here about 45 minutes ago and was listening in and, <laughs> and just wanted to wish you both well. I'm amazed that you're still awake and still functional, which is more than I can say for most of us. Well, you are too much fun. We are on the way out and you are on the way in. It's true. Oh, you're in. You're, you're in. in and you're working. It's, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's New Year's Day. You're working? Yeah, it's great. Nobody's around. I get work done doing some army billing right now and uh, looking forward to uh, doing a little grocery shopping with dear old dad who I'm happy to say on the 6th of January will be celebrating his 96th birthday. All right. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And he is so active and so with it. Is, is he still, Rich told me one time that his father is the best cook he has, he has in his life and wow. has ever had in his life. Is he still doing that? Absolutely. Otherwise, I wouldn't be the somewhat uh, enlarged human being that I am today. <laughs> <laughs> and you I wouldn't be taking to it as, uh, frontal development. Oh, 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 I like that. And you wouldn't be taking him shopping to pick up all of these wonderful ingredients so that he can put it all together for hey, you. Hey, Dad, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? Can I take you down to the store? We can get you can get going on uh-huh. right now. Yeah, this I can is, see that. Not, can I take you out to dinner? It's what. What do I need to come home and have dinner in? Yeah. You, you are you are too much fun. So how much sleep did you get? I'm sorry, one more time. How much sleep did you get from the time you hit the bed and got out of bed? How much time was in between? Uh, right now I'm working on about three hours. Do you know that's not healthful? I read something about sleep, and we've got some information about that, and it says everybody needs sleep. Now, they say seven to eight hours. I don't believe that. Some people need ten and others need six, but three hours, that's pushing the envelope. Well, one of the joys of being the boss is I get to uh, sit at my desk, and every once in a while in the late afternoon, people can walk by and see the corpse laying there with his head tipped back and the eyes closed, (laughs) hopefully no snoring. So you do get some catnaps occasionally? Yeah, yeah, no choice. When the body says it's time, I can do what I need to do, and I have no problem with doing that. If I need to, you I'll get some sleep. You can do it. So we need to get you know. a bed. We can need to get you a bed in the office, Rich. Well, actually, one of my coworkers uh, suggested that because he 
ordered it for his himself, but his girlfriend was working for us at the time, and I thought it was a bad idea for other people. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good idea to move a bed in when, uh, yes, yes. I, I think that was a wise management decision. Yes. That, that was Same a great executive. The TV set, and he said, to watch games and things, and I said, you know, All right. go home, <laughs> watch games. No, so, no, great, home, great executive. 4,000 hours a week himself. But do it at home. That's it. And the girlfriend, too. <laughs> yes, yes. Those are the things that you do at home. You're right. You're right. That was an excellent... folks from doing what you need to do, which is go home and get some sleep of your own. And also, there are other listeners, I'm sure, who are waiting for that Johnny Dollar show to start. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is just so much fun to hear from you. I'm so glad you called. Well, you know, I, I got all kind of excited. I found another person out there who loves working with no shoes on. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, you know, there there are some there are some things that are irreplaceable in this team, and one of them is hating shoes. Absolutely. Yeah. And it reaches out Living and touches. Position. By the way, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings here. I don't want to in any way impugn anyone's integrity. And I'm not going to say that I looked on a certain website about a certain type of candy that might have chocolate in it. Uh, <laughs> and what I might that be? A few weeks back. Uh huh. Uh, <laughs> two five two further on the subject. <clears throat> two five two seven Duke Place, Costa Mesa, California nine two six two six. We're still debating. <laughs> and You're you can sit them on, and I'll keep sampling. Only. Only five pounds yeah. been absorbed. I'm still looking to. I'm still not convinced that's the five pounds. So, yeah, Rich, it took me a little bit of time to recognize what an operator this guy is. I am just. It just went right over my head. I, I'm so trusting, and this has turned into a scheme. He didn't know that Walden was subtle. Subtle. <laughs> <laughs> 